We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. afternoon and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to see your true self in the midst of life's twists and turns. You'll be challenged to think outside of the box when it comes to the mysteries of life. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. Good afternoon and welcome to the Authentic Living Show. I'm doing a two for today. I have just gotten through talking with Peter Tong on Awakening to Co-Conscious Creation. And uh, you can definitely listen to that show on his archives as well. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about a similar subject uh, to what we talked about in that show, which was the Law of Attraction. And and uh, we're also going to be talking about that somewhat today. You know, years ago we heard about this Law of Attraction that seemed to be the answer to all of our questions and prayers about how to live an abundant life. The idea about the Law of Attraction that was set out beginning in the late 80s and early 90s, both by Esther and Jerry Hicks and by Rhonda Byrne, the author of the book and star of the movie, called The Secret. The ideas put forth by these and others who quickly became experts on the Law of Attraction took off like wildfire. Millions of people all over the world began to believe that finally, after centuries of thinking that our life and fortunes were basically left to the wiles of the gods or to randomness or to the fates, we could now learn how to take charge of our lives and manifest our dreams. And so many got very busy working with the Law of Attraction in order to attract a large sum of money, which would ultimately make their dreams come true. During the same time, governmental restrictions with regard to the rules about how loans were made and what happened after the loans were loosened drastically. It appeared to be that we were living on high old fat of the hog. And a few years later, we found ourselves in a financial crisis that took the jobs of many and reduced the income and increased the expenses of many others. Yet throughout even the worst of these times, many have continued in their practice of the tenets of the law of attraction, working even harder to attract that money that will help them define their dreams. And some, no, many of those same people are now left wondering what the heck is going on. Well, it's hard to talk about these things because we've come to hold the law of attraction to be so sacred that to question it is tantamount to spitting in the wind. For if you question it, aren't you doubting and thereby putting the energy of doubt out there so that you won't attract your dreams? Well, we're going to be brave today. We're going to question it. For if we do... We might just find some answers. In fact, we might just find a whole new law of attraction that not only asks more of us, but gives us more than we have ever even before previously imagined. So the topic today is all about money and the law of attraction. And that has become a big, big, big deal with the law of attraction. There's a lot of talk that went on in the early 
uh, time when the law of attraction was coming out and booming off uh, that had to do with how we needed to change our thinking about money because once upon a time, money was considered to be filthy lucre and it was not something that we uh, should be thinking about getting. It made us materialistic and we were bad for even thinking about money because it was just one of those things that was exchanged between people and other people used it for you know, greed and and uh, and to build up their own personal sense of self-aggrandizement and and so you know we shouldn't be thinking about money and in the early stages of our understanding of the current law of attraction as we understand it today, we began to say, well, now we need to change our thinking about money because money, as we said, was just energy. Money is just energy that is out there, and we need to um, rethink how we've been. Uh, talking about that because actually why shouldn't a good person have money? Why shouldn't a good person be able to attract uh, the energy that they need to fulfill their dreams? And so we began to sort of change our thinking about that and uh, as we began to grow into our understanding of the law of attraction and many people started uh, 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 using affirmations and, and doing vision boards and staying in the, in, in the mindset of I will have what I want uh, we began to sort of uh, shift and 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 run into the fact that maybe we weren't always getting this. It wasn't always happening, and so some people started saying, "Well, you're still carrying around that old archetype of money in your unconscious, and you really need to work on that and um, sort of clean out that unconscious." And so many people went to healers and they said, "Well, you know, I want you to heal my block on about money. I've got some kind of block about money that must be true because I'm not able to attract money from the external world and, and make it come to me so that I can fulfill my life. And so healers did their Reiki and their, uh, you know, all the kinds of work that they did to try to help people uh, open up their chakras and receive and, and, and go into the shadow of the unconscious and clean out blocks and and uh, we did a lot of energy work about that and a lot of uh, uh, clipping the cords and a lot of that kind of stuff went on. And uh, so people said, okay, now I've come out of that and my, my ideas about money have changed. And so I don't have that old archetype in my head about how money is evil. And therefore, I should be able to attract my money now. Well, then they began working again and working again, and, and for many people, this was a lot of work, and they, they really worked it. And they some people had you know, uh, the vision board in their car and at their office and in their home, and they uh, continued to work with their psyche and began and continued to meditate and continued to go to healers whenever they needed to, but it still wasn't working. Um, and so now we've come, it's been about... 20 years since uh, the law of attraction really came into awareness and it's time for us to rethink it it's time for us to begin to ask ourselves if all this work that we're doing is really valid work and what I've said in the book the law of attraction the soul's answer to why it isn't working and how it can which is going to be coming out published by O books is coming out September the 30th and you can pre-order it on Amazon right now uh, is that the law of attraction, as we understand it, is actually telling us to do things that the soul was never meant to do. The soul was never meant to attract from the outside things that would make us fulfilled. In fact, uh, as I just got through saying with Peter Tong, the soul is uh, is already already has everything we need, want, 
there are no questions that need to be answered. It has everything we could ever possibly need, every resource, every uh, emotional response, everything we need is already within us. Um, so if that's really true, then what is the law of attraction? Well, in the book, what I put forth is that the law of attraction is not what we thought it was. It isn't non-existent. There is a law of attraction, but it isn't uh, attracting from the external to the internal things that will fulfill us. Actually, what it is is that we are attracted to and by all of those things, places, people, per, uh, events, circumstances, whatever, that will bring us into closer and closer alliance with who we are authentically as souls, as the I am that I am, um, our truest ultimate nature. So if that's true, then where do I put money in that? How do I think about money in that with regard to my soul? Well, one of the things that really makes it difficult for us to figure this the whole thing out is the whole concept of desire. We, When we first started uh, learning about the law of attraction, what we came to was that if we really wanted something, we should have it. But we never stopped to ask ourselves why we wanted that something. Um, and the example I use many times is, is fairly clear. That's why I use it again and again. But there's many other examples. Is that the if I want to be the CEO of a big corporation and earn $6 million a year, then uh, I may really want that as a part of my my soul. My soul may be headed in that direction. But then again... My, it may not have anything at all to do with my soul. It may have to do with an identity. The identity might be I'm running away. I'm a runaway. My identity is the runaway identity, and I may be running away from those things that would uh, shame me from my childhood. And so I come from poverty, and and I'm really ashamed of that. I'm ashamed of my family, and I'm ashamed of you know, what all all the dysfunctions that went on in my family that seemed to be a result of my poverty. And by gosh, I'm going to run from that, and I'm not ever going back to it, and I'm going to do everything I can, step on whoever I have to step on, step over whatever bodies I have to step over to get to that place where I am now finally the CEO of this organization. I earn $6 million a year, and nobody can ever say that I have anything to be ashamed of ever again. Now, I'm going to tell you that is not an authentic desire, okay? That is a desire that comes from the identity. But if I have a deep longing for it, it is going to be difficult for me to go in there and figure out what is true and what is false about that. But that, going in there and figuring that out, is the journey. So now when I attach money to that same dream, money, I just read the other day in one of the magazines that's out in my city that some of the CEOs here earn as much as $4 million, $6 million a year. Um, and so if that's what my, I'm saying, I have to have that, that's what I have to have, that's my goal, I'm going after that, um, then what I'm doing is I'm saying that money is going to make me different. That money is going to change how I see myself. It's going to make me not be ashamed of my, myself anymore because I come from that place where the stink of shame is still on me, and I don't want the stink of shame on me, so... I'm going to get the stink of shame off of me by having that $6 million, $4 million a year. Now, I don't know about you. I don't know that there's a whole lot of difference between $6 million and $4 million for me. <laughs> but, you know, for some people, I guess there is. But the point is that that external 
that I'm headed toward is meant to make me change how I see myself. Okay? Now, some people would say, well, isn't that what you mean by the authentic self? No. No. If I'm running away from something so that I can uh, just wear the mask of, of somebody who no longer has shame, this isn't real. I, ha- I haven't worked on the shame. I haven't uh, noticed that it's even there. I haven't listened to its messages. I don't know what it has to say to me. All I've done is run from it. So, no, that's not authentic. On the other hand, if I, uh, if I say I have a desire to, um, to have peace of mind, for example, then a lot of times we think, well, money will get that for me. Money will give me peace of mind. I will have finally be able to pay off all my debts. I'll be able to pay off all the people. I'll be able to get a nice house that I really love and a place I really love it to be. I'll be able to travel. I'll be able to do whatever, whatever, take care of my children. Whatever I want to do, I should be able to do because I've got this money now. And basically what that says is the money is the method. It is not the ultimate goal. So a lot of times that's another problem that we have with money that we think that we we want money i want to earn i have literally have people come into my office and they tell me well i'm working the law of attraction and here's what i'm working toward i'm going to earn i'm going to get a million dollars by the end of this year and they're really uh, doing that and of course they come back at the end of the year and they don't have a million dollars and they wonder what they've done wrong and uh, what they could do differently and how come there, you know, is there something wrong with me? And, you know, now I'm, 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 I'm lost in the idea that I'm just, uh, there's something wrong with me. I must not be doing it right. And, but they're doing all the things that the, that the law of attraction says they should do. So what's wrong with them? Oh, well, maybe I've got a block in my unconscious. So let me again go to a healer and get rid of that block and then I'll come back and I'll fix that and it'll be okay. Uh, and then they do that and they still don't attract what it is that they want. Part of the problem is they're repressing instead of opening. Um, the, the process of becoming who we are is an opening process. It is a process where we open more and more and more to the, to who we actually are, not to the identity, but who we actually are. So we're going to talk some more about that right after the break. Stay tuned for more. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. The Institute of Noetic Sciences has been a pioneer and leading authority in the field of consciousness and healing for 38 years. We invite you to discover how you can transform your health or healing practice with ION's cutting-edge research into mind-body medicine and healing. For a limited time, you can receive valuable thank-you gifts when you support the Institute of Noetic Sciences research and educational programs. Just click the banner on this page to discover how consciousness research is transforming health care. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart, but I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style, every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. 
Are you tired of the government squandering your tax dollars on bailouts and overpaid bureaucrats? On Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Mike Beitler and his guests explain why big government regulations are the problem and innovative businesses and free markets are the solution. Listen to Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. On a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1 866 472 5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And the Authentic Living Show is sponsored by the Institute of Noetic Sciences, dedicated to expanding science beyond conventional paradigms. Founded by Apollo 14 astronaut Edgar Mitchell, IONS is a nonprofit research, education, and membership organization whose mission is supporting individual and collective transformation through consciousness research, educational outreach, and engaging in a global learning community in the realization of human potential. You can join that learning community at www.noetic.org. And today we're talking about your money and the law of attraction. And what we've been taught about the law, our money and the law of attraction is that money is, in, is energy and that we should be able to attract it to fulfill our dreams. But uh, the work uh, that we're having to do with the law of attraction in terms of, uh, of stopping negative thoughts, only thinking positive thoughts, remembering positive affirmations all day, staying in the place where our dreams have come true and doing vision boards is a lot of energy and a lot of work to attract something from the external world that is supposed to fulfill the internal world. Now, I want to be clear. I am not saying that money is evil and that you're too materialistic to want it. I am not saying that at all. But I am saying that money is the method First, it is the method by which we attain something else. It is not, in and of itself, a a goal if it's an authentic goal. Second, I'm saying that the true law of attraction is that we we are attracted to and by all of those people, places, persons, and circumstances that will bring us into closer and closer alliance with who we are, who we are as a soul, who we are as a divine self. So it brings us closer to that deepest part of ourselves that we are true, that is the truest part of ourselves. And a lot of our desires for whatever can come from an identity, whether it's for money or for travel or for whatever. We, it, it, those desires may come from an identity. But until we go in and find out, we're not going to know what they come from. And that's why, again, we need to go in. We've been taught that with our understanding of the law of attraction is that we should not think negative thoughts. So if I'm not, if I have a negative thought and I have to push it away because, you know, it's going to attract something if I think that negative thought or especially if I think it very often, then what I'm doing is repressing that when in fact 
that so-called negative thought may have some very important information to give me. Um, the truth is that a lot of the things we think of as negative aren't negative at all. They're just they're neutral in value, actually. But because we've been raised in what I call the duality trance state, in which we determine the goodness or badness of something, uh, because everything on planet Earth fits into one of those two categories, and all we have to do is figure out which which category that thing belongs in. Is it good or bad? Does it taste good or bad? Does it is it uh, impacting me in a good or bad way? Is it uh, you know is it um, a positive thing in terms of its goodness? Is it a good thing, or does it attach to all those moral values that we say are good, or is it a bad thing in that it's not attached to those moral values, and it, it might be even all the way down to evil? That's how we tend to think. Everything belongs in one of those two categories, and we develop those two categories based on the concept that we're separate from the divine, and because we're separate from the divine, uh, the reason we're separate from the divine is because we are bad people and if we were just good people maybe the divine could hang out with us some more and so we've lived into that idea and it's international regardless of religion uh and basically in the east we believe that uh we are kept from the divine self through illusion and from the west in the west we say we're kept from heaven by uh sin so one way or the other we're not being able to live into who we really are uh, and who we really are is I am that I am. It is the same exact thing as the divine. Um, but we don't live into that. And because we don't live into that, we think that somehow the external is going to fulfill us. If I can do these things, then I will be fulfilled. That's a bargain. Talk about bargains in the book. A bargain is something that is, says if, then. If I do this, then this will happen. If you do that, then that will happen. If you, I give you this 279, then you'll give me that loaf of bread. There's an if and a then in every bargain. And the law of attraction, as we currently understand it, is a bargain. It is saying, if you do these things, then you can have a fulfilled life. And we tend to believe in those terms because we've always thought in those terms. Um, and we've also been taught that our sacred texts go along with um, our current understanding of the law of attraction, uh, including a statement made in Galatians by whoever wrote Galatians that said, uh, do not, don't forget, God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, that you shall also reap. That was not said by Jesus, although that's been attributed to Jesus many times. Uh, what Jesus said is that it rains and shines on the righteous and the unrighteous. Okay? So we tend to think in terms of you do something good, you get something good. You do something bad, you get something bad. And if you don't get it in this life, well, you just wait. Your bad karma's coming back for you. And we want to think that way because we want to believe that the bad people are going to get their just comeuppances. And us good folks, well, we're going to get our rewards. And we're good people, so why shouldn't we have the money and the, the money that is energy that we want? So I don't disagree with that thinking in terms of, uh, you know, the, the why shouldn't we have what we want? I think we should. But in terms of it being all about good and bad, uh, that has no basis whatsoever in any of the sacred texts that we actually read. When we, when we go down to their deepest meaning, we find that good and bad are really not what Jesus or uh, Buddha or uh, any of the sacred writers, the Bhagavad Gita, any of the people that have written in sacred texts are writing about. They're not writing about good and bad. They're writing about the divine self. 
And actually, I do a study of that in the in this next book, The Law of Attraction, The Soul's Answer to Why It Isn't Working and How It Can, and uh, show that some of the root language, of, even in the Bible, is not talking about sins and forgiveness of sins. It's talking about the divine self. So if, in fact, I am a divine self, then where does money fit into that? That's a good question. And that's a question that needs to be taken into the internal. We need to be sitting with that question and asking our internal self, our authentic self, our high self, our I am, whatever you want to call that, ask it. What? Where does money fit into this? Because, I mean, we live in a world that uh, is basically run by money. Uh, and if, if we do live in a world that is basically run by money, then where... Where does money fit into my life as a soul? I always hearken back to the passage in Psalms 23 that says the Lord, which Charles Fillmore says every time we see the Lord. Charles Fillmore is the author of the book, The Metaphysical Bible, and a great leader back in the 1920s and 30s, a spiritual leader. He says that every time we see the word Lord in the Old or New Testament, it should be translated as I am. And uh, so if you say the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, then what it really says is I am my shepherd, I shall not want. I shall not lack for anything. So if that's really true, then everything I want and need is already there inside my I am. And whether you take that kind of passage from the, uh, from the Bible or whether you take it from the Bhagavad Gita or whether you take it from the sutras, or wherever you take it from, you're going to get the same information at bottom if you do the research. Uh, so a lot of people that will say, you know, our, the sacred texts agree with our current understanding of the law of attraction haven't really studied those texts because there's no way they could say that Buddha would want us to be sitting around doing um, affirmations and not thinking any negative thoughts and always thinking positive thoughts and doing vision boards to attract something in the external world that's going to help us. In fact, Buddha's uh, declined attachments entirely and his total um, teaching was all about self and no self. Uh, the self is uh, twofold. It's, it's, it's both the authentic self and then it reaches and attains to the no self which is oneness with everything, so that, that we're just one with everything. And if we really are one with everything, then we're one with money as well. If we really are one with everything, then we're already one with all of our desires. If we really are one with everything, then we're already one with all those things that we think are out there that are going to fulfill us. And if that's really true, then there is nothing out there that can fulfill me. It's all in here. It's all inside me. So... We've, we've, we've got our thinking kind of backwards here, and it's based entirely on the duality concept that says uh, we are separate from the divine, and we have to do something to get heaven on earth to happen here for us. But if we believe that we never were really separated from the divine, then oneness is already here, and we already have everything we want. And if we go inside to find it, then we will can take what we find in there and manifest it then externally. So, so what our current understanding of the law of attraction has got it kind of backwards. It's not completely debunked. I'm not debunking the uh, the entirety of it, but I think we've totally misunderstood it. So that 
really, we don't need to be going outside of us to find fulfillment. We need to go inside of us to find fulfillment. And then we need to take what we found in there and walk it into the external world. That's the true law of attraction. Because we're being attracted to and from all of those things, places, people, and events that are going to bring us into close alignment with the authentic self, with the with the I am that I am, with the divine self. Uh, so, uh, when we think about the law of attraction, we also have to consider the other laws that are working in tandem with the law of attraction. We've heard from some of the um, experts on the current understanding of the law of attraction that uh, that the law of attraction is the singular most important universal law. And um, I don't think that's true. I think that all of them work together and they sort of work the same way that uh, um, speed and time work together. They sort of work in terms of uh, physics. They sort of work the same way that time and gravity work together. They sort of work the same way that speed and gravity work together. Um, speed seems to want to go fast and gravity has a hold on it. So we, those two things work together to create something. And that's the way all of these laws of attract, all of these law, universal laws work. And there's several of them. And I probably, uh, don't have all of them, uh, down because I don't know everything there is to know. But we are going to talk about some of those right after the break. Uh, because they do work in mutual reciprocity with the law of attraction. And in order for us to understand how we see money, we have to understand that there's other laws besides the law of attraction working as well. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. The Institute of Noetic Sciences has been a pioneer and leading authority in the field of consciousness and healing for 38 years. We invite you to discover how you can transform your health or healing practice with ION's cutting-edge research into mind-body medicine and healing. For a limited time, you can receive valuable thank-you gifts when you support the Institute of Noetic Sciences research and educational programs. Just click the banner on this page to discover how consciousness research is transforming health care. Want to change your life? The New York Open Center can help. We offer hundreds of ongoing classes, workshops, and professional trainings that heal the body, nurture the spirit, and awaken your true potential. Visit opencenter.org to check out our programs in holistic health, self-development, spiritual practices, creative arts, and much more. With our wellness services, bookstore, and cafe, we're an oasis in the heart of the city. And with Open Center Online Learning, you no longer have to be in New York to take classes. Visit opencenter.org today. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network.
listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back with Authentic Living. Uh, we've been talking today about your money and the law of attraction and uh, how that works. And what we've said thus far is that the true law of attraction, unlike our current understanding of the law of attraction, is that we, sh- we attra- are attracted to and by all of those things, places, people, events, and circumstances that will bring us into closer and closer awareness of who we are as divine self. So the the other understanding of the law of attraction our current understanding of the law of attraction says that if we think positive thoughts and do vision boards and keep our minds in the place of positivity and uh, 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 the acceptance that we're going to have that thing we want and do some vision boards then we will eventually have that thing that we desire that's going to fulfill us as human beings and the assumption there is that something outside of us will fulfill us when actually the true law of attraction and one that the soul actually can respond to is the one that says that we go in, we go within to find everything that is already there. Everything we want and need is already inside of us and um, is already ours. And we don't, we don't have to even work for it. We do have to recognize it and become conscious of it. And then we can take it into the external world. So... Uh, so what we we talked about just before the break was that there were several other laws, universal laws, that work in tandem in a reciprocity, mutual reciprocity with the law of attraction, a lot like uh, the, the speed and gravity work together. Um, they don't seem to work want to work together because one is going fast and the other wants to hold on, but they do work together, and they work together in a way that creates something very different from either one of them. So that's the way these laws work, these universal laws work with the law of attraction. And as I said before the break, the uh, our, our, the experts on the current understanding of the law of attraction tell us that the law of attraction is the most important law in the universe. But I don't agree with that. You get to decide what you think. But um, what I think is that all of these laws are working together. Just like gravity is not the only law in the universe that's important, uh, the law of attraction is not the only law of, uh, in the universe that's attraction. In fact, we have several others, and I'm going to go over those real quickly right now, and then I'm going to explain how they might work with your money. Um, the law of projection is is the first one, the law of one, the law of duality, the law of visibility and invisibility, the law of choice, the law of now, the law of karma, the law of love, and the law of life. Those are all laws that work together with the law of attraction to create its ultimate outcome, which is our complete awareness of who we are as divine beings. So the law of attra- projection works like this. I project something that is inside of me, usually something I'm unconscious of, out into the external world so that I can see it out there. And the point of projection from a, from a soul perspective is so that I can see it. But usually what I do with it instead is is from that part of me that's confused about who I really am, that part says, well, that really is you. It's not really me. So if I have a part of me say that's biased 
in some way against a certain race or a certain uh, personality type or a certain sexual orientation or something like that, and I don't want to know that about myself, then I can point to you and say, you're biased. Look at how bad you are for being biased. Um, so, But the point from the soul's perspective is if I'm projecting it out there, well, then that's just given me an opportunity to see it and therefore um, receive from it all that it has to give me. You see, the true law of attraction is all about reception. It's not about going out or sending energy out. That's what people talk about when they talk about the current law of, the, of, uh, of attraction, current understanding of the law of attraction, is they say that I'm going to put that energy out there. I'm going to put that energy out there. Or don't put that negative energy out there. You might attract something negative. I'm going to put this positive energy out there, and it's going to attract something positive. Well, we don't put energy out there. <laughs> there's, there's, uh, we don't. That doesn't work that way. It's the soul does not work that way. The soul it already has everything it wants and needs, and it's already contained within it. So there's nothing to put out there. Um, uh, and and so our idea is that we're supposed to be putting that energy out there, and that helps us to continue to project. Well, I can project onto that money. All that I want and need in my life. That money is going to finally give me everything I want and need in my life. And so that becomes part of the part of me that's confused about who I am will believe that that money can give me what I need. But the soul is saying, I already have what I need. I don't need money necessarily, although I may factor money into the what the things that I attract that will help me become more and more aware of who I am as a divine self. So I might win the lottery. And in that event, it's it's not because I attracted it by putting energy out there. It's because that's the next event my soul needed to bring me into closer and closer awareness of who I am as divine self. So it's a completely different purpose. The law of one is another one. If I am it, it, oneness says I am one with all things, which means I am one with the divine. There is no separation from in, between me and the divine. That also means there's no separation between me and money. There's no separation between me and another human being. There's no separation between me and that house that I think I dream about. There's no there's no separation, period. So that can be also useful to us when we th- think about money. So I'm going to just leave that to you, dear listener, to, to sort of think about how you can take the law of one and apply it to money or let money be applied to the law of one. The law of duality is that we're all here walking through duality in order to finally bring ourselves to a place where we can unite form with formlessness, matter with with formlessness, matter with spirit. We we uh, we we came here to have an experience in the physical realm, but as we did that, we decided that the only way to really create uh, out of that was to take on the trance state of duality in which we see ourselves as separate from the divine. Why? Because when, once we do that, we can answer all the questions that duality presents and ultimately answer all those questions and get to the other side. That means we're part of the co-creative process when uh, when Elohim, which was all of us, created uh, the planet Earth uh, in whatever way we did that. I'm not talking about any kind of creationist theory here, but however we did that, we all joined together to create planet Earth, and then when some of us made a decision to live on planet Earth as if we were separate from our, those who created us, which was who we were. So we couldn't really do that. 
unless we got into a trance state, a a hypnotic state in which we believe that we actually are separate from the divine. In so doing, we are co-creating a universe in which there is no separation from the divine. At that point, matter will be completed. Matter is incomplete at this point because it still sees itself as separate from the divine. But ultimately, matter or form or substance, however, whatever word you want to use for that, will, will see itself as one with the divine. We will all see ourselves as one with the divine, and that's what we're here doing. We're going, walking through that experiential, experiential way of, of finally putting duality to rest for the entire universe. And so we're doing a really cool thing, I think. It's a great adventure. But uh, we get stuck in that process. We get stuck in that vision of the world. And so we tend to think that we are separate from our money, and therefore we cannot draw it to us. And therefore, uh, we develop this law of attraction so that we could draw money to us from the external world. Well, actually, if we really are one with all energies on the planet, then we don't have to draw it to us. We already have it. Okay? So there's another way to consider that. The law of invisibility and visibility. There are things we cannot see. There are things we can see. And the process of moving through the duality trance state to the other side is beginning to see more and more. What we will see more and more is who we are. And so we can think about that. What is visible and invisible to me as a person? Where is money visible and invisible? Uh, The law of choice allows us to go inside uh, to receive all the wonderful, unconditional love, all the unconditional gifts that are in there, and then choose where we will put that. Again, where does money fit into that for you? The law of now, everything is happening right now, everything is one right now, so where does money fit into that right now? Uh, again, the law of karma is very interesting because this the, the true law of attraction makes a complete shift in our understanding of a karma. What we understand karma to be right now is that it has to do with uh, uh, I've done something bad in this life, so I'm going to get it in the next life, or I've done something good in this life, so I'm going to get rewarded in the next life, or I've done something now and I'm going to get some immediate far- karma uh, that's going to come right at me. So. Karma is all caught up in the duality trance state where we categorize everything into good and bad. But from the true law of attraction's perspective, karma is that intention of the soul to attract to us all those people, places, uh, events, persons, and uh, things that will help us to understand ourselves in a greater and deeper fashion as divine self. So karma is that just that intention. There's no good or bad attached to it. There's no what goes around comes around. There's no reap what you sow. It's, we're all in the process of uh, becoming more and more aware of who we are. And what it takes to get us there is different for different people. And we could spend a long time talking about this. And, in fact, I actually did another show on this entire topic. Go back and find it. It's called karma. Uh, the law of love. The law of love is not that I should be giving love all the time, that I should be a very loving, kind, considerate person. Sorry, but that's not it. The law of love is I go inside and receive the the unconditional love that is already there inside of me. And as I receive it, then I can walk it out into the external world. We get it all backwards when we think we're supposed to be the loving ones based on that identity, that confused part of us that doesn't know who it really is. That part of us says, I should be giving, I should be giving, I should be giving, I should be giving kind and loving and do all these nice things for people and then I can consider myself to be a good person and then maybe I can have what I want. (laughs) It's a trade. It's a bargain. 
If I do these things, then I can have what I want. If I do these things, then I get to go to heaven. If I do these things, there's no bargaining in the true law of attraction. True law of attraction, everything is already won. Everything is already ours. Everything belongs to us. We need to find that out. And everything that we run into helps us to find that out. So the law of love is a part of that finding out process. The law of love says that I love you so much. I have already think everything here for you. Come get it. And we can come get it. Um, the law of life is that divine self, that soul, that spirit energy within us that says, I am that I am. And it carries its own flow. It says, I am who that I am. I am myself. I am beingness. I am divine self. So if I am divine self, then all already is fulfilled. Life is already fulfilled. Life, the flow of life carries me like I'm a stick in a river. And all I have to do is let it carry me. I don't have to do vision boards and think positive thoughts and, and try really hard to never think anything negative. I need to trust that the life is referred to in the in the in revelations in the bible is already in me is and it is going right down the middle of all my cities it's going right down the middle of every experience in my life and all i need to do is jump in and go with the flow um and we say to ourselves well that's what's too simple that's the what are we here for if all we have to do is just get into the flow why why couldn't we just get into the flow from the beginning and not have to go through all this. Well, that brings us back to the law of duality, which says we ha we are going through this as a part of the co-creative process. And uh, with the law of life, what we begin to understand is that um, everything that happens in our lives, whether it's what we call suffering or whether it's some really good event in our lives, everything is giving us a gift a special, special gift that is there to bring us into further and further awareness of who we are as divine beings. And that is our ultimate uh, sense of ourselves. It's our both our ultimate goal and our ultimate now. So it's, it's not in the future. It's in the now. It's already here. We have it already. We just don't know it. And so all of these things that are happening that we, we might call suffering, well, we say, well, that, I shouldn't let myself suffer. And I'm not really, uh, I might attract something negative, the, the negative suffering that's going on there. And uh, so I can't let that happen. So I must, I must do something different. I must uh, make sure that I don't uh, suffer. I don't think negative thoughts. I don't let myself have any negative feelings. And in that process, what I'm doing is shutting out the gift that that suffering, whatever we call it, we call it suffering because we've put it in a category. Whatever that event, circumstances, person, place, thing is, it is there to give us a gift. And if we say, I cannot let myself feel this, then we're missing that gift. And the gift, direct route to divine self. Would we really want to miss that? And so, how does money fit in to the law of life? In combination with all the other laws, the law of karma, the law of love, the law of now, the law of choice, visibility, duality, one, projection, and the law of attraction. How does money fit into that? And if we if we sit with that question, we get a much more peaceful response. It doesn't say, 
I have to rush out there and get my money. I have to rush out there and put that energy out there so I can, you know, uh, so I think positive thoughts and never let anything negative come into my mind or heart and never have getting it. Keep my ego in check and let my, my, uh, uh, you know, higher self be the only one talking. All of those things are about the split. My, if I split myself off into ego and higher self, what I'm doing is saying there's two of me. And I, one of them's bad and the other one's good. And that is absolutely no different than the old ancient archetypes that were put forth in uh, um, the Christian religion about good and evil. We are born into original sin and that person's bad and we have to strive and work really hard to not be sinful. There's no difference. They're just using different labels. That's all. So we need to change our thinking about that. Our thinking about that is is keeping us from recognizing who we are. But of course, even that is is part of our journey every mistake we make every thing that we think that's not true everything is ultimately getting us closer and closer to understanding and accepting and receiving who we are as divine beings so there is no way to fail there is no way to fail so how do you fit money into that idea now what does money become does it become a big old nothing i doubt it I doubt it will become that because the world does operate right now on money. We go to the store, probably nobody's going to just hand us something. <laughs> You're probably not going to be able to go in and say, okay, well, I'm not giving you that 2479 and so give me that loaf of bread anyway. It's probably not going to happen that way. Uh, so this is the way we've arranged it out of our duality trans statement. Okay, we exist within the law of duality. We are on this journey together. What can we do with that? Um, so if, if I go inside and ask that question, then I'm going to come up with an answer that's much more meaningful than somebody else describing for me how I have to behave in order to get my life fulfilled. Because that's essentially what happened with our current understanding of the law of attraction. Somebody else came along and said, these divine entities have come and they've told us how you have to be if you're going to have a good life. Here's what you have to do. You have to, you know, think positive thoughts and do positive affirmations and uh, make sure you don't have any negative thoughts and make sure there's no blocks in your shadows and and uh, and do your vision boards and do all that and then you can have what you want. And uh, what we want, we already have. We already have it. So uh, this process of integration, Carl Jung talked about integration. What's going to happen ultimately is all of these laws are going to integrate into one. Just the same way, again, that speed and gravity work together in a kind of frictional way. They are ultimately becoming something different than either one of them. They have joined together to become a one. And that's the way all these other laws will will be. They will join together to become a one. And all the different aspects of ourselves as individuals, will also join together into one whole unit where we are, uh, we are clearly able to see ourselves as one unit, one with the divine and one with everything else in the world. So, you know, when we start talking about ego and higher self, what we say is, 
Well, the ego, it, it makes me think negative thoughts. And the ego, well, it's got an agenda. And the ego, it's, you know, it's the thing that gets in my way. It's the thing that makes sure I don't get my dreams. Um, and if that's not what makes sure I don't get my dreams, well, then there must be something in the shadow that's making sure I don't get my dreams. But here's the deal. If you don't have your dream, it's because that's what your soul's doing right now to try to help you get closer and closer to, to knowing who you are as a divine self. There's nothing that's happening in your life right this minute that's not a part of that uh, constant, consistent flow of energy that is saying, I am getting you to the place where you know who you are. Nothing. There's nothing that can happen in your life that will prevent that. So uh, the the point that we need to make here today is that the law of attraction, as we currently understand it, it needs a big revision. And it needs to be revised along the lines of the internal rather than the external. And if we revise it along those lines, what do we do with money? That's the question. I am not a financial advisor. Um and I, money is one of those things. I confessed this early in, a, in another show. Money used to scare me. It doesn't scare me as much as it used to because I've been able to put it in a place of oneness. But, uh, you know, I've had my own journey with money. I, there was a time in my life when I jumped off the cliff with regard to my career. I had a very good career earning the big bucks at a, in a corporate entity. And I was going around establishing uh, psychiatric firms and, and, and hiring people and building the whole program. And it was exciting. But I decided to quit doing that and become a therapist. And so I quit with no income, but just knowing that this was what I needed to do. And the first month was a little bit of a scary thing there. But after that, I started getting contract after contract after contract. And every time I thought, well, I guess I'm going to have to dust off the old resume and go get a job again instead of working for myself, it didn't happen that way. And the reason I believe it didn't happen that way is because I, I believe I am my shepherd and I shall not want. That's that it, it is to believe it so it's true I would say it was true and I've come to believe it so uh, the law of attraction as I see it is not me devising what's going to happen in the external world it's me recognizing what's happening in the internal world and walking with that into the external world so uh, as money as we think about money as we think about money in terms of our uh, our con- collective how the the downturns and upswings in the market go, how uh, we all are either working together or disparately to uh, solve this problem, how our political machinations of late have been all about, um, you know, who's winning, who's on top. And, of course, I have my opinions about that. And you probably have your opinions about that. And they may or may not, not agree. But the point is, all of that is happening so that all of us will become more aware of who we are as divine beings. Every bit of it. There's nothing here on planet Earth that is not a part of that ultimate design. Uh, because uh, the ultimate design is to move us out of the duality trans state and back into a place where not only do we know who we are, but form also knows who it is. Once upon a time, we were formless. We were only spirit. Now we're also form. 
and now and eventually we will be form who also knows itself as spirit they will be one and that's the journey we're on here together as a collective and the point of this whole journey is to get us to a place where we recognize who we are as divine beings and so when the republicans are not doing what i want them to do and uh the democrats are not able or or can't push something through or they're not doing what i want them to do <coughs> excuse me then that's a part of how i'm responding and it's a part of the design the flow of uh unconditional love of life of karma of now of choice of visibility of duality of one of projection and of attraction that is getting me to the place where ultimately I will know who I am as a divine. Um so, getting into the flow, what is that like? It's like surrender. It's like surrendering to who we are. That's what Jesus did when he said, "I can do nothing of my own initiative." What he meant was, I'm being I mean, the flow, the flow of who I am as a divine being is all there is. There is nothing else within me that's creating anything different than that divine flow. So we can all do that too, but we have to uh the place where we can see it. My job as I see it is to put that information out there, and that's why I've written the book, The Law of Attraction, The Soul's Answer to Why It Isn't Working and How It Can. Um you can go to www.andreamatthewslpc.com and uh find out more information about the book. The first page you come to there is going to have some information about the book and you can click on the book there. about the book you can order the book right now online at uh, amazon.com pre-order the book and it will be out uh in September the 30th I'll be doing a lot of radio shows between now and then I'll be doing one in Australia next week um a webinar with Living Now you can find that online at livingnow.com Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time here on the 7th Wave Network. We'll talk again next week.